You're listening to Funeral 614, where we explain the fun in funerals, factual, useful, and noteworthy information. I am your host, Lori Diaz, the Funeral Chick. And actually, the Funeral Chick is not here today, so I am not your host, the Funeral Chick. (laughs) (laughs) I am the stand-in, fill-in. I am Pastor R. Davis. Uh, I work uh, with the funeral chick here for the funeral chick. She is away in Atlanta uh, for the house meeting uh, for the National Funeral Directors and Morticians Association in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, so we wish her safe travels there and back home. Um, and I'm here today with uh, Pastor Ricky Baker. Uh, Pastor Baker, you want to say hi, hey to the people? Hello, everyone. Hello. Uh, and so, uh, our our last uh, episode, we talked about operating and running funerals in the funeral service part of uh, COVID-19. Uh, Pastor Baker and I are both uh, preachers here in the city of Columbus, and I think we want to shed some light on what it was like uh, for the church and also trying to be or being a, a minister and dealing with COVID during, doing funerals as well. Um, I, I think those were uh, interesting and uncharted waters uh, that none of us were were really prepared for. Uh, w- wouldn't you say, or how, how'd you feel coming into this thing? COVID was a unknown error. Um, not sure what you could do, what you couldn't do. Um, the church really struggled with the fact, do I close my church? Do I keep my church open? If I close my church, what happens to the people? <laughs> how do I get paid? <laughs> how, how do we keep the bills? It, COVID was very, it was very, very detrimental to the church world. It, it changed a lot about pastoring, I'm sure. Absolutely. Now, what what did your church decide? Did you guys ever close? Did you stay open? Did you? We stayed open. Um, we I don't have a large church, so I took the... Um, initiative to take advantage of that at this at COVID time. Um, we took all the precautions, but we didn't close the doors of the church. We we kept them open, um, gave people that were forced to not be able to go to church <laughs> a place to be able to come. Uh, I got somewhere they, you can go. <laughs> <laughs> while their church was closed. So we, 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 we stayed open, and the grace, by the grace of God, we never had any COVID outbreaks. So... That 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 is uh, certainly the grace of God. So so my church we uh, we stayed open at first, um, and then you know it came up in one of our board meetings that everything was essentially closed, mm. and uh, people felt unsafe. So we decided yeah. to close. Um, I quickly learned how to record at home, how to stream. I think the church at the time maybe had twenty people on our Facebook. We had to try to get that grown quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, so when, when we open, we really are having a problem with a lot of people coming back. Right. Uh, I probably need to come down to your church, see if you got any of my members down there. Uh, tell them they can come on home now. Um, but but no, so I, I think that in, in hindsight, those that were able are decided to stay open. I think um, they are not dealing with as deep a decline. Uh, some have even seen an increase. Most are at least staying the same. Right. Uh, whereas, you know, we, we've been fortunate enough that, um, you know, through having funerals there and the, the givers that we have, 
um, you know, we've been okay, but it, it's certainly not the same. Um, is is there anything that uh, came for the church that you think that was beneficial from COVID? Any changes? Any um, were you all already streaming? What, anything like that that you think um, from COVID? It, it it taught us how I believe the word that Lori likes to use is pivot. Yes, it taught us how to pivot and uh, be changing with the times. Um, prior to pivot, uh, prior to pivot, <laughs> prior to COVID coming out, um, we had not been so social. We didn't have a social media presence. Okay. Um, we didn't really, I don't want to say it, it was becoming more of a fad, but we hadn't really jumped into it. So it kind of forced us to become more 21st century. Absolutely. Um, get, get used to being able to um, stream your services, be able to record and send it to people who aren't able to actually make it to the building. So it's, it's, it, it was very interesting to, to learn that, that audience. It was it was uncharted waters, right. man. Um, you know, we it, it's our first time going to electronic giving. Right. We we had never had Cash App, never mm-hmm. had Givelify, Zelle, any of that. It was no bring cash. That that's <laughs> it. Stop by the bank, right. write a check. Uh, you know, so it 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 has just um those are things that I, I am thankful for. Right. It's things that as preachers we can try to introduce. And, mm-hmm. you know, some people are like, what? Do what? No. <laughs> no, I'm not doing that. Um, so I think that was beneficial, um, you know, from COVID. Um, one thing is I think it put the church into an interesting, uh, interesting dynamic when it comes to funerals. Um, one that is not thought of a lot. More people were trying to go to churches because they're a little larger than most funeral homes. Um, Explain kind of if, if you noticed or saw any of of those type dynamics or things going on, how do you think Um, that's going? The funeral, funeral business for the church seemed to be very touchy Uh, to be a member (laughs) of a church for 50 years. And you happen to contract COVID and pass and your pastor says, you can't have your funeral at the church. Or yeah. if you do, you only can bring 10 people in here. That was a very touchy situation. Um, I, I'm grateful I didn't have to be a pastor that had to have that kind of conversation because that was very, um, 50 years of ties is a long time. To it's say. a long time. <laughs> you to tell me I can't have something here at the church. Um, and how does that affect the future of my family who are members of this church? Will they come back? Will they Will they still be faithful? Because now they're probably going to be upset that my grandma couldn't have her funeral here, and this is all we've known. Um, so it's very touchy. Um, working for the funeral home as well, um, I've seen we I've seen a lot of uh, people be forced to have their services in places they didn't necessarily want to have them in. Absolutely. I, um, and then for their pastor not to even want to come in. Listen, I, I I I I was wondering if we were going to get there. We <laughs> ran into quite a few pastors, right, who would not come preach funerals. Um, you know, who if they did, they were in the back door, out the back door. Right. Um, hey, can you handle the gravesite? I'm not going to be able to go out there. There's too many people close. Right. Um. So I mean, I I think it it was interesting, and the the black pastor at one point used to kind of guide the family right. throughout the entire funeral process. Right. Um, I personally got into funerals from my uncle Rev, Reverend Frank Latham. Right. Um, 
when someone either in the family or at the church died, first call was Reverend Latham. Uh, he had a particular funeral home uh, before we were open that he sent everyone to. Right. He called that director. Hey, so-and-so passed. They need to meet with you. When do you want me to have them there? Mm-hmm. He called the family. Hey, we're going over to such-and-such funeral home on this day at this time. Uh, and they kind of spearheaded that process, it seemed like. Um, I realized today that it seems like a lot of pastors are very hands off, very don't know, very. um, What what do you think the pastor's role should be or the church's role should be uh, ideally in in the dying or funeral process at at all? If you have an opinion. My opinion with that is I, I strongly believe the pastor should be very much so involved, especially because it is a very emotional um, time for the family mm-hmm. um, as the leader, as their advisor, as their spiritual covering. I feel it's your responsibility to kind of help them um, avoid pitfalls or avoid disagreements that necessarily don't have to happen. Mm-hmm. If you are the pastor that's going to be involved in the process, if you come to the family and say, Hey, this is how we have services. This is what we do. It takes the pressure off that one person who has a sister who necessarily doesn't go to church, but wants to do X, Y, and Z. Your response can be what my pastor says, we do it this way. And that's just it. <laughs> that's, that's, that's it. Um, that's all. But it, it, it makes it, it's different. We're, I think it's just the times that we live in. Because like, like you said, when I was in training to be a minister, the first thing we had to do was to learn the process of funerals. Um, my, grand, my grandfather and father took me through the process of what do you do when you get that first call? you should reach out to that family. Mm-hmm. You should be the first voice that those people hear mm-hmm. and not someone else's. Mm-hmm. Um, let them know you're there. You're praying for them. Give them that support that they need. Nowadays, like you said, they just, the pastor's probably the last one to call. Yeah, we have <laughs> we have families who come and make arrangements and they haven't heard from the pastor. They don't know what the schedule is like. He's not there. Right. We uh, sit in those meetings and you have an officiant and the eulogist. Um... We haven't got that far yet. Are you a member of a church? Yeah. Have you called the pastor? Well, we haven't read, we haven't got a hold of him. Wow. That's- yeah, it, it's, <laughs> uh, it, it, it's interesting. And I think COVID just pushed that dynamic even more. Yes. Because I think a lot of people were kind of scared or right. nervous. They didn't feel comfortable doing it or saying, I'm not going to do it. Yeah, uh, or even they just didn't know. Because I remember I had a member who was in the hospital. Um, I couldn't go see her. Yeah. So I wasn't sure. I didn't know what I was actually able to do because of COVID. So it kind of. So how, how did you, how did you navigate that? If she was in the hospital and you couldn't go in, I know we're used to being, Hey, I'm a pastor. Right. And kind of nobody can get in. Right. You can get in. You're that person that the family was like, okay, we need you to go see what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, did you do calls, video, anything like that? I had the privilege of, I just had one person that I really had to deal with with the COVID situation, and she actually passed. She wasn't a member of my church, but she was a part of a fellowship that I um, was a part of, and they, uh, she had went in for something small, contracted COVID, um, things seemed to turn for the worse. Um, the nurse that was actually working in her the ward or whatever you want, they call it nowadays, FaceTimed me to be able to see wow. the person so that I can let her know I was praying for her. 
Wow. Um, it was a very, hey, it was, that, for me, myself, it was very emotional because I'm like, right. I feel like I can't do anything because of COVID. So Yeah. Yeah. When, when, when you're hands on and you yes. can't be, uh, I, you know, I, I tell people all the time, ministry is one of those things you have a heart for it or you don't. Right. And if you have a heart for it and you're restricted or you, it, it just bothers you down in, in your spirit, like right. I'm not doing what I'm called to do. Right. Uh, which which can be hard. Um, now, I, I know uh, a, a while back you had to do a seminar about how ministers operate uh, funerals. Right. You have any short tips, any pet peeves, <laughs> anything? Because we we see a lot right. um, from from other ministers, and I think sometimes we can be critical because we are ministers and we know how we would do it. But some things are just right, and some right. things are wrong. Um, I remember at the this, the seminar that I gave, it was one thing that I it's a pet peeve of mine is the minister needs to have control of the service. Mm-hmm. If you don't control the service, there's no control. Mm-hmm. Um, the funeral director tries to, but because we're in your house, mm-hmm. we also try to yield that respect to you. So with us trying to yield that respect to you, if you don't control it, it, it becomes very um, chaotic, especially if we have a young person service. Right. And I, I think so many times the, the preacher is kind of nervous and we don't really emphasize our Remember the fact this is still a service. Right. Like, at, okay, we understand it's a funeral. Mm-hmm. We understand that it's in celebration of this person's life, but we we're still in a service. We right. open with prayer. We open with scripture. There's going to be some preaching and some invitation to Jesus. It mm-hmm. it still is very much so, uh, you know, a a church service. Right. <laughs> Especially if you had a church, <laughs> it, it is very much uh, a church service and. Same way you expect order on Sunday morning, you know, we, we expect and hope that you'll have that order, you know, at, at the funeral. Right, right. Funeral business, the funerals for a church, um, what I have implemented in my church is that um, I have someone in position that is a funeral coordinator that's Ooh. going to assist in ensuring that they work with that particular funeral home to ensure all of our expectations are met mm-hmm. um, so that there is no um, lack of commu- lack of communication or breakdown. Cause sometimes with it being an emotional time, families tend to forget to uh, communicate things to the church or vice versa. If you the families talk to the church and they say, well, we don't do X, Y, Z, what the family does not tell the funeral home. Mm-hmm. We show up and we're thinking X, Y, Z is happening. And yeah. then it's just, it just doesn't work well. So I've um, come to the conclusion that even um, in funerals, as well as we plan out everything else, a funeral needs that same attention. Yeah. I, I think that's important. I have that person. I I remember, uh, I thought, it, I thought it was so crazy that we, we were on a service and um someone was going to do a dance and found out that song was unacceptable to, to that particular church. Uh, and I've thought it was fine, but they have their rules. And right. that, I mean, that that's perfectly understandable. Uh, but I think that's important for the church to, and I don't think we do. So I'm going to talk and implement that <laughs> uh, to, to have someone that is that liaison mm-hmm. of, of sorts uh, between the church and the family 
or the church and the funeral home, however that that needs to look, so that everything runs smoothly and uh, and is on the same page. I I think that that's that's very wise to have. I also would say, as a pastor in the city, um, even though I work for Affinity Memorial Chapel, and I, of course that's always going to be my number one uh, choice, um, it's it's imperative for the pastors, I think, to get to know the funeral directors that are in the city. That Absolutely. are in your city. Um, so that it's not just a, I don't want to say a favoritism thing, but it would be um, what you feel would accommodate your um, members the best. Um, you can, it's hard for me to say this, but you know, sometimes, because I feel like Affinity is the best, uh, because of course we, um, I work there, but I find myself going to different services and I find that. Sometimes the family is not that well um, appreciative of what they receive from the service that they received. Mm-hmm. Um, but if the pastor had been more involved in knowing the director, right? You almost want to be like, "Why did you send them there?" Anyway? Right? <laughs> <laughs> no shade, but well, right. you know, it, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it needs to be more so of a uh, build a relationship mm-hmm. with the director, as opposed to just doing it out of if I do this for you, you're going to do this for me. Right. Right. Absolutely. Because I, I think at the end of the day, our, our members trust us. Right. And so I don't want to, you know, recommend somebody go somewhere. I don't know how they're going to be treated. Right. I don't know the spirit and heart of this person, you know, <laughs> and um, you know, or how that person personally feels about me. I, right. You know, you know, I, I want to be able to say, Hey, you know what? Call Lori. She's she's going to treat you well. Right. Let let her know Pastor Art. You know, told you to call. You know, and it it's going to be a smooth process. I know they're going to be loved on, taken care of, right? Uh, that sort of thing. So I think that that's very important is to know who those directors are, mm-hmm. who, staff members. You know what what have you. Um, at the end of the day, you know, the, the funeral home and funeral directors are people like everyone else. You right. know, we're, we're people, uh, you know, we, we want to come to, to family and friends day and we want to hang out and get some barbecue. Uh, you know, it, you know, it, it's better to know us right. and not need us than to need us and not know us. Right. Uh, I don't, I don't know where I heard that, but I know I heard that in <laughs> regards to funeral workers. And I once heard, uh, Miss Diaz say that, you know, it would be, we would appreciate it more if you would contact us um, for events other than things you need us to sponsor financially. Well, um, just, you know, we like to come to community. We, we affinity. We sometimes go and we do a lot of community service um, work, um, but don't just contact us when you need you know, sponsors for your souvenir journal or pastor's 50th anniversary. Mm-hmm. And you need a $300 a sponsor. <laughs> See, only a pastor can tell a pastor. <laughs> <laughs> only a pastor can tell a pastor because we keep our donation letters ready. Ready. Red, right. Red. Print. I can send you an email right now. <laughs> I, I got a donation letter for you. Right. But but really, there there are so many other things. Right. Um, you know, we can, just being in, in the service, just right. being a part of the family, um, you know, it. It it goes a long way, you know. We we all worship somewhere or lead worship somewhere, right. and so you know we we want to be active members of the community at large, right? Uh, which some may not be used to, but that is that is very much uh, how we are. I've I've seen all of the staff at at services, right? 
um, regular church services or just events, just right. having fun, uh, which which is good. Um, let's see, I'm trying to think if, if I'm if I'm missing anything. Uh, any anything else you want to add about church funerals, <laughs> COVID? <laughs> um, I will say, um, COVID did shift. <clears throat> excuse me the 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 dynamics of the funeral business for a, for a short season. Um, again, um, working for Affinity, I did realize and see some of the things that we had to do to um, adjust to. Um, I wouldn't say to uh, by that we were mandated to because they really didn't give us a lot of mandates. The governor he was kind of lenient with uh, she's uh, the funerals and I think weddings. I think at the two mm-hmm. that he kind of gave leniency to, but we still had to adjust to ensure the safety of our staff and the, mm-hmm. safety, the safety of those that were attending the service. And I noticed that the value of respect that people have for their own personal lives is very minimal. Yeah. Um, for us to have to tell you, keep your mask on. <laughs> um, we're only doing this because we're trying to service the family, but to keep us and them safe, we need you to keep your mask on. Mm-hmm. You don't value your life enough to know that. And it was like that at church too. <laughs> it was like that at church too. You don't value your life enough to know that this is, this could save someone or your own life. Save yourself. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's very something that I would like for, if you're watching or hearing, listening, just value yourself enough to obey those that give you rule, you know, or have rule over you. The scripture says, obey them to have rule over you. We may not necessarily be your pastor, your parent, your, but if you come into someone else's house, you respect the rules of that house. Um, just value yourself enough to, to be willing to obey. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so, um, you know, before we end, I, I will say, I, I think what, what I got from this on the church side is I think, church itself has shifted in a way mm-hmm. that will probably stay shifted. We, we will probably never have church as we knew it yeah. uh, where everyone is in the building. I think there's always going to be a number of people who are online. I think it behooves us to have good social media and, yes. and um, video presence, um, you know, good alternative ways of reaching people. And that's mm-hmm. something that I've learned um, to kind of adjust to it was yeah. a, it was a big adjust even being young it was yes. a big adjustment for me um so i i think that is just going to be the way um whether it be podcasts like this and it be christian podcasts or informational podcasts uh streaming what have you i think it's mm-hmm. always going to be now of very much technical yeah. and uh technology driven um before we end on, on that note uh, I do want to let you know that you can uh, sponsor uh, our podcast by reaching out to us at funeral614 at gmail.com. If you would like to be a sponsor, if you'd like for us to talk about your upcoming event, program, uh, or anything like that, please certainly make sure you reach out to us, and uh, we will be glad uh, to uh, get you into 
contact with the correct person to do so. Uh, it's been great speaking with you today. Again, I'm Pastor Art. Uh, and I'm Pastor Baker. Well, that's our time. And we look forward to our next episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. We appreciate our audience. If you're not subscribed, please subscribe in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play Store, or wherever you consume podcasts. If you feel so inclined, leave us a comment. But please be sure to share this episode in your circle of influence. Until the next episode, I'm Lori Diaz, the funeral chick. Remember to serve well and have fun. Make it a great day.